There was a man named Joseph from Arimathea, a town in Judea. He was a good and honourable man who was waiting for the coming of the kingdom of God. Although he was a member of the council, he had not agreed with their decisions and actions. He went into the presence of Pilate and asked for the body of Jesus. Then he took the body down, wrapped it in a linen sheet and placed it in a tomb which had been dug out of solid rock and which had never been used. It was Friday and the Sabbath was about to begin. The women who had followed Jesus from Galilee went with Joseph and saw the tomb and how Jesus' body was placed in it. Then they went back home and prepared the spices and perfumes for the body. On the Sabbath they rested as the Lord commanded. He's not dead! Jesus is risen! Could you stand, please? And even now Mary's seen him alive, they still don't understand. I do kind of feel sorry for Mary. She arrived at the tomb this morning. She wanted to put spices on the body. She was so miserable. I suppose she thought she was helping God by looking after the body. Only she didn't realise there was no body to look after. You think when she saw that the body was gone, she should have realised that God had risen Jesus from the dead. Hmm, I couldn't understand why she was so upset. That's why I asked her why she was crying. It was her answer that puzzled me. They've taken away my Lord. I do not know where they have put him. Jesus was alive, but she was still looking for a body. I was just trying to work out how to explain it to her when I saw Jesus approaching, so I thought, great, Jesus is here. Now she'll understand. That's what I thought, but she barely noticed him. She just kept on crying. Did you notice? Jesus asked the same question as we did. Why are you crying? It was kind of funny if you think about it. She was desperately looking for Jesus when he was standing right beside her. She didn't recognise him. I think she must have thought he was the gardener because she asked if he had taken the body away. I was just wishing she would look into his face and see the love in his eyes. Then she would have recognised him. Yeah, but don't you just love the way Jesus always knows what the right thing to do and say? All he said was Mary. That was it, just Mary. Then she looked up into his eyes and she knew. What a wonderful sight. It brought a tear to my eye when she called out, Teacher, teacher. And Jesus gave her just enough time to feel his love and comfort surround her before he sent her off to tell the others the fantastic news. Isn't Jesus amazing? He certainly is. I think Mary and the other disciples are just beginning to realise how wonderful and powerful and loving and absolutely incredibly fantastic Jesus really is. Morning, everybody. Happy Easter. Full of beans this morning, I hope. Well, I've got a joke for you. A good old Easter joke. So look lively with this. Right? What will the Easter bunny be doing after Easter? I don't know. What? 
about three years for breaking and entering. Uh, I've got another five of those, and if you'd have behaved a little better with that first one, then I might have told them, but I won't now. Anyway, but, um, of course, Easter isn't about breaking and entering, is it? It's about breaking and exiting after three days. That's exactly what Jesus did. And today we're going to be focusing on John's version of the Easter story, of the events, the Gospel of John. And to help us to remember some of the key features of what happened and the things that surrounded those events, I've got you a gift. Got an Easter egg each. So would uh, somebody like to pass those around? Nat, you'll pass those around, won't you? Thank you. And um, will you pass those around for me? Thank you so much. One each. They're a greedy bunch. Don't give them any more. Right. So come on then, Ryan. You pass those around. You go to the back, buddy. That's it. And when you've got your egg, don't do anything with it just yet. And uh, we'll do things together in a second or two. this talk you need an egg okay how are they going yeah hands up if you still need one okay loads Ryan you haven't finished this side Keep your hand up if you need one, and then uh, Ryan will bring you one. That's it. Ryan, this side. There's all these people. Oh, dear. That's it. Well done. Good lad. Hands up if you've still not got one. Look there. Sorry about this. I would have started at nine o'clock if I'd have known. It was going to take quite so long. 
Has everybody got an egg now? Yes? No? Any left? No? Okay, right, that's fine. You'll just have to watch some, or share one with somebody else. Okay? Goodness me. I bought 250, so where have they all gone? Right, well, uh, okay. So, what I want you to do now is to carefully peel off the foil and then put the foil to one side and hold your egg. Now, can I just ask you to do something? Don't talk. Just listen. That's a great sound. Right, now I want you to take a bite out of one end of the egg. Okay, and as you do that, I want us to remember that the writer John in his gospel, tells us that early on the first day of the week, Mary Magdalene went to the tomb and saw that the stone had been removed from the entrance. It was open. So look at your egg, your tomb there, and you can see that it's open. The open egg helping us remember that Jesus' tomb was open, the stone had been rolled away. Now I want you to look inside the egg and to see that it's empty. John goes on to tell us that Mary came running to Simon Peter and the other disciple, the one Jesus loved, and said, they've taken the Lord out of the tomb. Jesus wasn't there. Imagine how that must have felt when she discovered that. Now I want you to get hold of the foil, the foil you just put to one side. I want you to flatten it. Oh, you can eat the rest of the egg, by the way. You can eat that. (laughs) Then lick your fingers, that's it. Don't wipe them on the seats, though. And when you've eaten your egg, flatten your foil and then fold it in half. Doesn't matter. (laughs) However you want to do it. Now John tells us that the tomb was empty except for what? The what, sorry? Somebody put their hand up. Yes, Steve? The folded grave clothes. Thank you so much. Yes, the folded grave clothes. He says that the burial cloth that had been around Jesus' head was folded up by itself, separate from the linen. So that folded foil helps us to remember that. Now, with your piece of folded foil, I'd like you to fashion it, make it into the shape of a cross. You can squeeze it together, you can rip it you can do whatever you want to do to make the shape of a cross with your foil.
Now, as Mary is crying, Jesus speaks to her. And Mary thinks that he's the gardener until Jesus speaks her name. Teacher, she cries. And Mary, understandably, races home with the news. I have seen the Lord. Now, Peter, when he was writing years later, wrote these amazing words, and he sums it up brilliantly, all that happened back then. He says this, Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. In his mercy, he's given us new birth into a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus from the dead. Now, I want you to hold your cross in the palm of your hand. And I want us to remember that God has given us a new birth into a living hope. God has opened up for us new life in Jesus. Jesus who has conquered death. He's gone through death. And ultimately, nothing can defeat us or get the better of us. There's nothing to fear because we have life in Christ. No power of hell, no scheme of man can ever pluck me from his hand. We sang it not ten minutes ago. Not bullying, not illness or stress, not even a broken heart can rob us of this new life that Jesus has given us. We now have a living hope, a bright future of limitless days stretching ahead of us in a close relationship with God. Never-ending love, boundless grace, inexhaustible strength, and unceasing purpose, all given through the resurrection of Jesus. Now, have you heard of uh, the story of the uh, premiership footballer who had a heart attack about three weeks ago, Fabrice Muamba? Have you heard that on the news? Yeah, you've seen about it? Well, he suffered a heart attack in a live, uh, uh, live televised uh, football match. And his heart stopped for a good while. But through prayer and amazing medical attention that was on hand right from the beginning, he's making a remarkable recovery. But his situation has inspired other footballers to receive medical checkups. And it was at one of these medicals that another footballer, Petrov, who plays for Aston Villa, discovered that he has leukemia. And he's now receiving treatment. Muamba's new lease of life has inspired and helped other people in turn. Now at Easter, we remember that the new life of Jesus gives us all new life. Jesus defeated death and he's opened up a new world, a new world of possibilities, a new world of hope, a new world where despair isn't the full stop at the end of the sentence anymore. And he invites each and every one of us to step into this world, this world of new life. Just like the children did in Tunania, through the wardrobe, they stepped into a new world of possibilities. And Jesus invites us into that new world of life too. The question is, will we? Will we step into it? Will we Choose to have a close relationship 
with God and all the good things that come with it. Would you and I like to reaffirm our desire and our choice to receive the new life of Jesus today and every day so that we can have that new life, life that speaks hope into every struggle, every difficulty, every bereavement, into every broken promise, tattered dream, every ache and every pain. So that Jesus can give us life that is so precious that we can't possibly keep it to ourselves. We must give it away to our work colleagues, our friends, our family, our church community. If you want the new life of Jesus this Easter, then I invite you to continue holding your cross in the palm of your hand and say these words with me that are on the screen. Let's say it together. Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. In his mercy, he has given us new birth into a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus from the dead. Lord Jesus, give us this new life. New life that means we are more than conquerors. That means that we have hope. That means we have a close relationship with you and with your Father and with the Holy Spirit that is never ending. Thank you for this new life that cost you so very much. Amen. Now we're going to spend a few minutes um, in prayer and we're going to continue to think about um, that stone being rolled away, the empty tomb and the hope that Jesus brings.